Welcome to SHIG. My name is Josiah Fox. I'm the middle school director here, so I took Luke's job. He moved up, I took his job. Um, and I'm the small group leader of the freshman guys, which, guys, I was going to brag on us because it looked like we were going to win fantasy football. It's not looking so good now. So we're playing the freshman girls, and it's like a must-win game, and we're not, we're not doing so hot. So, um, But anyways, I'm going to talk about heaven, right? And before we go into the question, Pastor Mike has a saying about heaven that he uses a lot. He, he always says, eternity changes everything. And as we look at our question tonight, where the question is, why is heaven important? And to answer this, I want us to keep in mind that heaven changes everything. But to answer this question, we're going to look at three other questions that I think will help us understand why heaven is important. The questions we are going to look at is, what is heaven? How do we get to heaven? And how should we think about heaven before we answer, why is heaven important? And I want to answer these questions in the hope of showing that heaven truly changes everything. So as we get in, what is heaven? When you think about heaven, what do you typically think of? Well, if you're anything like me, you would think about what will heaven be like? What's going to be in heaven? Don't worry, I have your answers covered. Here are some things that I know for a fact will be in heaven and some things I know that won't be in heaven. So the first thing that is definitely going to be in heaven is dogs. Dogs are 100% going to be in heaven, right? All dogs go to heaven. We know that as a fact. What's not going to be in heaven is cats. They're not going to make it. I'm sorry for you cat people out there. They're not going to make it. I'm sorry. I hate to break it to you. I'm getting some thumbs down. People don't like that. What else I know is definitely going to be in heaven is Michigan football. Yeah, we like that. We're, we're going to be at the big house every day watching Michigan win a national championship over and over and over again. That's what heaven's going to be. What's not going to be in heaven is Ohio State. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We all know Ohio is the armpit of the U.S., so we're not going to make it. You're welcome. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I hate to break it to you, but Ohio State just isn't going to make it. Um, we also know that Star Wars, the originals, are going to be in heaven. It's a masterpiece of cinema, right? They've changed how movies are made today. Definitely going to be there. What's not going to be there is the sequels. Because they are awful. Really, really bad movies. And the last thing I'll touch on that will definitely be in heaven is what I like to call Christian chicken. And... The best part about this is it's never going to be closed. It will never be closed in heaven. Chick-fil-A will always be open. But I'm, I'm going to get some hate for this. I know what's not going to be in heaven is Culver's. Sorry, guys. It's Culver's is too overrated to make it. I'm sorry. I hate, I hate to tell you that. I, I say... I say all this as a joke, 
because we don't fully know what's going to be in heaven. In fact, a lot of the questions we have about heaven, we don't really have answers to. So what I'm going to focus on tonight is what does the Bible teach us about heaven? And the first thing the Bible teaches us is heaven is a place, right? We, we see in Acts that Jesus ascends into heaven, right? It's a place that Jesus goes. We also see in Matthew 6 that, that is, heaven is where the Father dwells. It's where God calls it home. So we know that Jesus goes to heaven. God is living in heaven. And we also see in Revelations, we get descriptions of what heaven is going to be like. So we know that heaven is a real place. That in a place that we can go one day. So we know heaven is a place. We also know that heaven will be a life with God without sin. We see Revelation 22 verses 1 through 5, which says, Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations." No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of the lamp, of the, of the light of the sun. For the God, Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. So in Revelations, this is a description of what heaven will be like. And I want to focus specifically on verse 3. In the words, there no longer will be any curse. The author here is telling us that heaven will be a place where the, that isn't cursed by sin. This, so heaven's going to be a place where there is no sin. This, this should encourage us. Because we live in a world full of hardship, evil, and sin. We, we see it all the time. It's not hard to find. If you have social media, it's on there. You turn on the TV, it's on there. You look at the news, it's on there. We, we live in a world that is full of pride, greed, lust, envy, anger, and lies. We see it in the wars going on in our world. We see this in the hallways of our schools. We see how nature has been affected by sin. We even see it in, in churches. And we see sin and how it's affected our own lives. There's sin all around us. This world is full of hardship, evil, and sin. And Luke on the retreat is going to touch more on, on sin. But I bring this all up because I want... I want to paint the picture of what heaven is. Because God is telling us that heaven is going to be a place without sin. Without this hardship. Without this evil. Meaning nothing in heaven will be cursed by sin. Everything will be perfect. This, this should give us hope in a world that lacks it. The Bible also tells us that heaven is a place where we will fully know God. Meaning God's presence is fully manifested. 
So God is going to make himself known to us. And we are going to worship him. Heaven is going to be a place where we will continue to worship and grow in our knowledge of who God is forever. And I know this can be hard to comprehend or understand. Have you you ever tried imagining what it means to live forever or what it looks like? Go ahead, try it right now. What does it look like to live forever? Just think about it. No, really try. We can't do it. We can't comprehend it. And a lot of times, that's something that builds anxiety in us. Thinking about forever can be scary. But I think what scares us is that we don't have control and we can't understand it. And if if you're feeling scared or anxious, I want to tell you that that's okay. It's okay to feel that way, right? It's okay to not be excited about heaven, especially for you all because you're so young. You have your whole lives to live. It's okay to feel anxious. But tonight, I want to provide some comfort that our God is so loving. He loves each and every one of you so much that he created a place that is so much better than this world. And all he asks from us is that we have faith in him. Because heaven is what we were created for. And so maybe life is really good right now. And you're enjoying it. And that's great. Really happy for you. I'm glad life is good. I want to argue that heaven will be those good moments, those great moments, times a million, better than we can even imagine. Because like Luke talked about a few weeks ago, the purpose for which God created us is to love and worship him. And that's what we're going to do in heaven. Heaven is the place where we can do that perfectly. Heaven is a place where we can live in the way in which we were created for. Heaven is a place in which we get to worship and experience the full glory, wonder, and holiness of God forever. So that, that's heaven. That's what is heaven. That's what the Bible tells us about heaven. So how do we get there? And you might be sitting here tonight and are thinking, Josiah, this all sounds great. How do we get there? And what do I have to do to get there? And when, when I think of these questions, right, I think about my dream to play professional soccer. Because these were the questions going through my mind when I was young. Right? I wanted to play professional soccer. Definitely didn't make it. That's why I'm here with you guys today, right? Um, but I'd always ask, what do I have to do to make it to that level, to make it to that standard? How good do I have to be? And one of the things that kept coming up was, okay, in high school, my freshman and sophomore year, I have to be playing varsity soccer. Like that has to be the goal. I have to reach that level before I can even look to reach college and pro. So I had this mindset of if I make varsity soccer by my freshman or sophomore year, I'm good enough. I can make it. And so I worked really hard. I would walk to the rec center after school every day to go lift and run and get conditioned to play to impress my coach. And after my freshman and sophomore year, I didn't make varsity. (laughs) 
So I said, okay, I'll play freshman, sophomore. I'll play JV. And I would score a lot of goals and created a lot of assists, but was never playing varsity. And the thing was about varsity is there was a standard, right? There's a standard of skill, of size, of speed that I couldn't reach. And I think a lot of times we think of heaven like how I thought about playing varsity soccer. We think if I'm just good enough, if I do enough good deeds, I'll make it. I'll make the team, right? I'll make it to heaven. Hate to break it to you, but you're not good enough. I'm not good enough. We aren't good enough to make it to heaven on our own. Because the standard to make it to heaven on your own is perfection. Meaning you have to live this life without completing or committing one sin, a sinless life. And you also have to live this life in a perfect relationship with God all the time. I don't know about you, but I fail at that. I don't reach the standard. I don't make that team. But thankfully, there's hope. There's hope because one man and only one man met the standard. That man is Jesus. And Jesus tells us how we get to heaven. In John 14, verses 1 through 6, he says this. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going. So how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and you have seen him. So we get to heaven through Jesus. We, we get to heaven through the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. One of my favorite verses is John 3.16. just, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Meaning through Jesus, we get to God. And we we know that Jesus is God. God has revealed himself through Jesus. Jesus here is telling us that our ticket to heaven, to a relationship with God the Father, is him. Jesus is telling us that he is the only way. He's telling us that we can't be good enough to earn a spot in heaven. We don't make that team. We don't reach the standard. There's nothing we can do except have faith that Jesus is who he says he is. We have to believe that Jesus is the son of God who came down and lived a perfect life, a life without sin, living the life God designed us to live, to then sacrifice himself on the cross, taking the punishment for our sin upon himself so that one day we don't die and we can live in heaven free of sin, worshiping and knowing God fully. 
We get to heaven through believing in Jesus. That's it. That's the only way. So now we, we know how we get to heaven. But now how should we think about heaven? Jesus tells us to store our treasures in heaven. I mean, we should have this heavenly mindset. We, we can look at Matthew 6 verses 19 through 21, which says, Do not store up yourself treasures on earth where moss and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourself treasures in heaven where moss and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Jesus is telling us we shouldn't live for the things of this world. Instead, we should be living our lives with heaven in mind. Jesus is telling us the things of this world are going to rot and decay. Things of the world are going to die. And this makes me think of one of my, my favorite things in this world, which you guys are going to laugh and probably think I'm weird, but it's my baby blanket, right? It's a weird thing, but I, every time I see this, it makes me think of my family. It makes me think of how much I love and miss them. It, it reminds me of all the good moments, in life. It reminds me of Halloween nights. Halloween nights, my parents, they didn't let us go trick-or-treating. They didn't let us dress up. But what we did instead was we got bags of candy, we made popcorn, and we sat down and watched a movie together. We turned off all the lights so the trick-or-treaters weren't going to bug us. And, and, and this blanket is what reminds me of those times. But the thing about this blanket is you can already tell it's kind of falling apart. And it's, it's starting to decay, starting to fall apart. So even the good things in this world will not last. The things in this world all eventually die. But I do think those, those good moments are God giving us a glimpse of what heaven will be like all the time. So those times in your life where things are great, I think there's signs of what is of what is to come in heaven, and and we're gonna live those that way in in those moments for the rest of our lives. Jesus is telling us that the things of heaven don't die; they're everlasting. So how does this change how we think about heaven? I think it changes how we think about heaven because we start thinking about heaven as our home. We live our lives here on earth with heaven in mind. Heaven is home. We're just here now. Heaven is where we truly belong. And if our treasure is in heaven, then our motives for following Jesus won't be about the things of this world. If our treasure is in heaven... We'll consider heaven our home. Heaven is our home because it's what we're created for, right? Looking back to what Luke talked about a couple weeks ago, we're created for heaven. So we should think about heaven as our home because it's what it's going to last for forever. And what it looks like to do that, what it looks like to live for heaven is loving and serving those around us, following the example Jesus set 
for us. Jesus sets the example of what it looks like to store our treasures in heaven. Right? We have it in our Bibles. We know the example Jesus set. We should also think about heaven as a reunion. We should look to heaven with hope because we know that the Christians who have died before us, we will one day get to see them again in heaven and celebrate and worship God. And we will live with them forever. So to wrap up everything, we're going to look at. So what is heaven? Well, heaven is a place in which we get to worship and experience the glory, wonder, and holiness of God forever. How do we get there? Well, we get there by believing in Jesus' sacrifice on the cross and that he rose three days later. So how do we think about heaven? We should live our lives for heavenly things and not the things of this world. Doing what God has commanded us, knowing that living for God and living for eternity is the best thing for us. It's the best way to live our lives. And we do this by following the commands God gave and the example Jesus set of what it looks like to live for God. So why is heaven important? Well, heaven is the way God intended us to live. It's with him in perfection, worshiping and loving him. A life without sin, full of worship. And we're worshiping our Lord and creator. Heaven is important because Jesus' sacrifice on the cross is important. It's the most important. Heaven is important because it's motivation for godly living. And heaven is important because it changes everything. So how does this affect your daily life? Looking at application. I have two application points. I think we can, we can live with hope. We have hope. We now have hope that even though this world is full of sin, it's not our home. Our home is in heaven. This changes how we interact with the world around us. We start to live for everlasting life. We, we aren't living for the life that decays. And we start following the example Jesus set. Heaven also changes the way we interact with other people. Heaven should be the perfect reason to go and share Jesus with others. Because we know we're going to make it in heaven. When you believe in Jesus, you're going to heaven. It should be the example of, or it should motivate us to go and share the gospel with others. So that one day they too can be in, live in heaven with us forever. So heaven should change how you interact with people. People who know Christ, people who don't know Christ. Go and share, lovingly share who he is with them. Because heaven truly does change everything. As we go into our small groups, I want you guys just to reflect. Reflect on heaven. How does it change everything? How does it change your hope? How does it change how you interact with others? And how do you feel about heaven? Are you anxious? Are you excited? Or does heaven sound a little bit boring? Right? There's people who think that. But really reflect on heaven truly does change everything. Let's pray.